We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Up by Adams working inside. Whistle and one. Oh! And T. Ferg rocking the rim. What is up, Thunder fans? And welcome to episode 12 of the uncontested post-game podcast series. Thunder, get a W tonight, beating the Philadelphia 76ers 127-119. to I am your host for the evening, this is Jacob. Find me on Twitter at ThunderMob405. The Uncontested Podcast. You can find us anywhere you download pods and on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This episode tonight brought to you by Untuck It. Tell you a little bit more about them later on in the episode. But again, the Thunder get their fifth win of the season. They jumped to 5-7 and seven on the year with a 127-119 win at home in overtime against the Philadelphia 76ers in what ended up being an incredibly entertaining and enjoying enjoyable, not enjoying, enjoyable game. It was a blast, really from, from tip-off all the way to the end, the fourth quarter, uh, the back and forth. Um, you know, the, the Thunder have a chance to win it in regulation with four seconds left, uh, take a shot at the buzzer and miss it. This game goes into OT where the Thunder really controlled the game. They outscored the 76ers in overtime 20-12 to uh, in order to secure the 8-point victory. There's a lot to break down about this game, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, I want to talk about, I have, I have a set of themes here that we're going to go through tonight. Some Twitter questions from you guys that I'll answer, and then of course, uh, the moment of the night. And, and the moment of the night was a pretty fun one, I'm pretty excited about it. So our first theme is called New Hair, New Ferg. Terrence Ferguson tonight, probably the best game of his season. Now, he exploded against the Golden State Warriors the first time the Thunder played. 
that played the Warriors here in Oklahoma City, but the Warriors aren't that great. Terrence Ferguson tonight against high-quality competition, the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that a lot of people had pegged, if not for the Eastern Conference Finals, for the NBA Finals. And Ferg just had a magnificent game. He played 39 minutes tonight. That's by far his highest minute total for the season. Uh, It did help that the game went into overtime. He played all five minutes of overtime. But seven of nine from the field, five of seven from three, a rebound, two assists, a steal, 19 points on nine total shots. And his defense was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. One thing about Ferg that I think goes really underappreciated that a lot of fans kind of just either they don't notice or they they don't pay close attention to it. But Ferguson, I think, is legitimately NBA elite at getting over screens while guarding on ball. His ability, like, it, it helps out the entire team because whenever Ferg, so for instance, tonight he's guarding Josh Richardson. He actually guarded a lot of guys tonight. The Thunder switched and moved guys around a lot. Ferg spent time on tons of players tonight. But specifically when he was guarding Josh Richardson, one of Philly's bigs would come up and screen and try to get Ferguson off Josh Richardson. And typically when that happens, either the big man, which was Steven Adams most of the night, would either have to drop or have to rotate over and contain Josh Richardson, which opens up the middle of the paint for the big man to roll, and it becomes a mess. And then so Ferguson or whoever's guarding the ball has to spend a lot of time and energy trying to catch back up. Ferg gets over those screens so fast that it allows his big man who's defending with him in the pick and roll to kind of stay put and it stabilizes the defense. There, There's no like switch and recover. There's no hanging out in that no man's land. He is Ferg is very deliberate. He's very slippery getting over screens. He almost hardly ever goes under screens. He always goes over to take away the three-point shot. When you go over a screen, typically you're on the guy's backside or on their hip. And so you take away the three-point shot, but you allow them to get going downhill a little bit into the mid-range. But Ferg is so good at getting over those screens that he catches back up to his man and a lot of times forces them into like a rushed shot or makes them pull the ball back out. And and the offensive player is basically back at square one with Ferguson guarding him, and, and there wasn't a switch defensively, there wasn't a pass, and now five seconds are gone off the shot clock. He was great defensively tonight, and that wasn't the best part of his game. The best part of Ferg's game tonight was his offense. Um, Again, five of seven from three. He was feeling it, and he fired him up. Nine shots for Ferguson. I love that. I love seeing him get more involved, and I think that's twofold. We've talked on this podcast quite a bit before. Ferguson needs to be more aggressive offensively, but Ferguson is also a guy that does not create his own shots he requires on other people creating shots for him. And I thought his teammates looked for him a lot tonight. And they got him involved and they got him open looks. And he paid it off. He paid it off. Plus nine on the night, 19 points. Just a great night for Terrence Ferguson. Especially after what has happened this week with him missing the game in Indiana. Um, in court for custody of his daughter which according to the Oklahoman and the court documents that they cited, it seems as though they did not award Ferguson's ex-fiancee 
full custody of their child. And Ferguson is now, he is pushing for full custody. So I, I've mentioned this to some friends over this week. And I haven't really talked about it on the podcast because I haven't, I don't think I've been on the podcast since this Ferg news came out. But I can only imagine like going through custody court and questioning like, is your daughter going to be taken away from you? Your daughter who's one years old. And and dealing with all of that while going to work and being expected to perform at a high level. And I know people are going to say, oh, it's just basketball. It's not like real work. And I get that to an extent, but still, your, your focus is elsewhere when that is going on. And I think that might be why Ferg struggled on earlier in the season and had such a good night tonight. You know, his, his mind is maybe in a better place now. We have to remember that these guys, they, it's this isn't 2K, right? This is actual humans playing basketball who have lives and interests and family and tons of things. And I think Ferg just mentally maybe wasn't in a great place due to the issues that he was facing at the beginning of the year. Hopefully now as his custody battle is getting sorted out though, he can relieve that stress from his life and focus on other things. Um, and, and get, kind of get his mind back right on the basketball court. So I'm really happy for Ferguson. If you've listened to this podcast much at all, you know that I am a big Ferguson supporter. So it's really nice to see him get going tonight. Uh, my second theme, I have four themes on here. Theme number two, I've titled it the Vet Takeover. Because down the stretch of this game, it was the Thunder veterans that took over and secured this win. Primarily Chris Paul. Chris Paul, 7 of 13 from the field, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 27 points. He was doing some old school Chris Paul stuff tonight, and he had it going. In that fourth quarter, he just kind of took over. He would run pick and roll. He would get downhill a little bit, step back, do that little turnaround jumper where he just finds that open space in the mid-range in the lane and just shoots it over the big man who's kind of stretching out for him. Just, just a master's class in, in how to manipulate space on the floor, right? Everyone knows Chris Paul for his passing, uh, for his defense, uh, for his court vision. But he is absolutely elite at manipulating the space on the floor, creating pockets of space on the floor that are void of defenders, and then utilizing that space to his advantage. And he was killer at that tonight in the mid-range. He would come off a screen. He would let the big man roll. He would drive a little bit, pull the ball back out, turn his back, clear out a section of of the mid-range in the floor, either in the paint or right at the elbows of the paint, and then turn around and just hit that little jumper. And he did that multiple times tonight. And it, it's just it, it's really impressive to watch um, a veteran who, whose athleticism isn't there anymore. Uh, physically, uh, you know, probably isn't as strong, isn't as fast, isn't as quick. But that basketball IQ, that savviness, that just something that you don't get from from anything else but time and experience. And to see him kind of get that going tonight, it was really fun. And, and honestly, Chris Paul is probably the reason they won this game. Another veteran that really helped drive this game home, Danilo Gallinari. We talk about him a lot. 7 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Seven rebounds, two assists, team high, 28 points. Y'all, Gallo is good. (laughs) Like, this dude is damn good. And 
just every time he shoots the ball, I think it's going in. He can handle a little bit. He's really good at creating contact and getting fouled. He had a little he had a dunk tonight where he drove and he like ball faked a pass that froze in bead and then like stepped to the side and then jumped and dunked it. It was pretty impressive. Gallo got a shot for the game tonight. So the Thunder, if you watch, tie game, four seconds left, Thunderball, chance to win it in regulation. And the Thunder ran just a very simple. They just got they got the ball to Gallo. I think Chris Paul came over and set a little brush screen, uh, slipped off of it, and they let Gallo go one-on-one, I think with Tobias Harris, or it might have been Al Horford. He dribbled up um, inside the three-point line, just above the free-throw line, pulled up, uh, back-rimmed, unfortunately, and missed it, but made up for it in overtime with a beautiful just in-transition step-in three that he banged down from a Chris Paul pass that that kind of was a massive momentum builder and just rolled the thunder to victory. Danilo Gallinari has been really, really good for this team. And I think his value, his trade value, is just going up and up and up. I mean, when he scores 28 points on 11 shots tonight, seven rebounds, and played adequate defense... There are going to be teams in this league that want to trade for this guy. And I get it, like, he's really helping the Thunder. But the Thunder are, I, I feel very, very, very strongly they're going to trade Gallo uh, because his value is so high. So, great night from from the two vets. I guess we can also kind of throw Steven Adams in as far as the vets are concerned. Not a great scoring night for Adams. Only seven points. But seven rebounds, and I thought maybe most impressively, four assists. He continues to kind of run. Uh, they run offense through him. He's making great passes. Uh, he's being very patient. And he had a great night. And even though the stat line's not going to look like it, I thought he played good defense on Joel Embiid. Uh, Embiid went off 12 of 24, 4 of 8 from 3, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. Embiid had a great night, but he was minus 10 while he was on the floor. Steven Adams, on the other hand, a plus eight. I thought Steven defended, um, I was almost said Noel, Joel Embiid. I thought he defended Embiid really, really well tonight. Um, and, and so he, he definitely gets credit for chipping in on this win as well. My third theme is Abdul Nader over Deontay Burton. And if you guys know me and you follow me on Twitter and stuff, you know I'm not a huge Abdul Nader fan. I don't understand why he's getting minutes over Burton. I This might be a controversial statement. I trust this coaching staff, and I think they're doing a good job. And so that means that they are seeing something that tells them that Nader is better to put in the game than Deontay Burton. But every time I watch Nader play, I just don't get it. He got 16 minutes tonight, one of three from the field, three points, a rebound, a steal, a block, a turnover, three personal fouls. The thing is, like, offensively, he's not awful, right? Sometimes he drives the basket, and I just don't know what the hell he's thinking and what he's going to do, and I don't think he knows what the hell he's thinking and what he's going to do. But defensively, so an example Whenever Nader subbed in the game today, in the first quarter, I believe, as soon as he got in, 
the next two Philadelphia possessions were give the ball to whoever Nader is guarding, get the hell out of that guy's way, and let him go get a bucket. And they did that back to back to back. I think it was three straight buckets on Abdul Nader. Right? Three straight buckets because he just he he is not an NBA level defender. Nothing personally against the guy. I don't know the dude, you know, so nothing personally against him. He's just he's he's for being straight up, I just don't think he's an NBA player. Right? I, I don't think he's he's gonna be in a rotation in any good NBA team. If Hamadou Diallo had played tonight, he had a bruised knee or a sprained knee or something like that, uh, Nader wouldn't have played at all, and they would have given Hami those minutes. But it's still kind of surprising to me that Deontay Burton is getting a DNP tonight while Nader plays 16 minutes. I, I would have thought that they would have given Burton some run because he's probably the better defender than Nader is, and it's not like Nader chipped in much offensively at all. He was one of three for three points, right? Like, Burton can replicate that pretty regularly. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, and, I, and I don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. So my final theme is what's up with the third quarters? So a quick quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdown of this game. The Thunder lose the first quarter 29-24. to They win the second quarter 30-20. to They win the fourth quarter... 27-24. They win overtime 20 to 12. But in that third quarter, they get outscored 34 to 26. So they got outscored by 8 points in that third quarter. Philly scores 34 points in that third quarter. By far their largest scoring quarter of the night. And this is continually a theme for the Thunder. They just crap the bed in the third quarter. And it's interesting because I I don't understand why, right? Is the other team just making massive adjustments at halftime and coming out and surprising Oklahoma City? Because if they are, those those adjustments are only lasting a quarter and the Thunder are responding in the fourth pretty well. Are the Thunder not making good halftime adjustments? Is their energy level just lower coming out of halftime? Are they slower a step? Are they relaxing a bit? I don't have answers. I think the only people that do have answers are probably the the team, the players, the coaches. And I think they're trying to figure out why those third quarters are going bad. But it's become a problem. And tonight, the Thunder went into halftime with a five-point lead. And they go into the fourth quarter with a three-point deficit. Right? And so... Those third quarters are hurting them. You know, if the Thunder just keep their head above water in the third quarter, they probably win this game fairly easily in regulation and don't even have to go to overtime. But those third quarters continue to be the Achilles heel of this team. And so I it's it's something they definitely have to figure out, right? It's a place where they can grow and they can get better. But they have to identify what the problem is in order to fix that problem. So hopefully they can do that and get better as the season goes on. Uh, Maybe we don't want them to get better so we can get a better draft pick. I don't know. But but this team is really fun, right? And that's not one of my themes, but I'm just going to harp on that for just a second. This is a damn fun team to watch play basketball. 
they are really, really fun to watch. Like tonight, I did not expect the Thunder to win against the 76ers. And they did win, but I just had a blast just watching this team. Watching Terrence Ferguson get going, watching the vets kind of do their savvy thing, um, watching, I didn't talk about him tonight, but Darius Baisley. I love watching Ter- Darius Baisley grow. I love watching Shea Gilgis Alexander uh, try to learn the game and get better as teams are loading up on him now. I I really enjoy watching this team. They, it's a really fun team. And I think part of that is because of the idea of expectations, right? Last year, there was high expectations on this team to succeed. Now, there's not nearly as many expectations. And so when they win, it's fun. And when they lose, it's kind of expected, right? So it's a really fun team. Um, I want to move on and answer some Twitter questions that you guys have sent in this evening. But before I do that, I need to talk to you guys about Indochino. So Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. RJ Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped, featuring limited edition fabrics and jacket linings RJ helped pick out and design. You want to talk about a guy that's playing well as a rookie right now? Let's talk about RJ Barrett, right? You want to play... Look good, play good. I think that's what they say. So the Indochino process is really simple. You choose your fabric, you pick your customizations, and you submit your measurements. Your package is delivered to your door in two weeks. All right, so you get to go online, do all this stuff, and they deliver straight to your door. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest showroom, or you can do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. So right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the code word BLUEWIRE at checkout. And shipping is free, so you don't have to worry about paying that shipping fee. And you get $30 off your order if you type in BLUEWIRE at Indochino.com. This is an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. And guys, made-to-measure clothing, like, if you haven't had made-to-measure clothing, it's the way to go. You feel like a million bucks. You, You feel like... You're sexy if you're wearing fitted clothes. It's incredible. Self-esteem through the damn roof. So make sure you check out Indochino.com. Type in the promo code BLUEWIRE to get your $30 off your purchase of $3.99 or more. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions now. So I asked you guys for Twitter questions after the game tonight. Uh, this first one comes from Johnny McEnid. I think that's how you say your last name. Uh, his Twitter handle is just the same thing, at Johnny McEnid. What are the odds that Gallinari gets traded by December 15th? That's a good question, Johnny. Part of me leans that he's going to get traded before December 15th, but then I look at the calendar and I'm like, oh, God, that's a month away. Time's flying by. Um, I would say the odds are... Uh, not high, I would say kind of medium on him getting traded before December 15th, but I think the odds are very high he gets traded before the deadline. And for the Thunder, 
I feel that of course they're going to trade him because he's an expiring contract. He's good and he can fetch you a nice return. The thing is the Thunder want some leverage in, in a trade with Gallinari. And so in order to get that leverage, you have to have multiple teams that are interested in him. And so I think as the season goes on, we'll get teams that are either overperforming and want to maximize or teams that are underperforming and need to make a change and, and make a push. And whenever that happens, the Thunder can start pitting teams against each other and drive the price up. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do that by December 15th, but I think definitely before the trade deadline. I don't think Gallo is going to be a trade deadline deal. I think it's a good chance he gets traded in late December or January. Uh, next one comes from at TQNClap59. He says, do you think we'll put the boys on the canal for the championship parade? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, maybe instead of a, a championship parade, we'll do a championship float down the OKC Canal. I'm into it. I'd be down for it. Maybe we can have the team also go on a few rounds on the trolley downtown. That'd be fun. Probably schedule that for 2027. I think that might be the year. It's going to take a while for this team, guys. But, hey, they're a fun team, and they have all the tools you could ever want to build a long-lasting championship contender. Um, from at, oh, I, I'm going to mess up your name, your last name, and I apologize. At D Najokic, N A D J K O V I C. What was the last song you downloaded? Oh, that's a good question. I typically don't download music anymore because I'm on Apple Music, so I just stream stuff. Um, so I don't know. The last song that I streamed on my Apple Music that I don't typically listen to uh, would probably be Hotline Bling, Drake, which blows my mind. That song's like three years old now. Makes me feel ancient. Uh, but we had a little event at my school the other day, and I had to play Hotline Bling on the on the speakers at lunch. And so that that's probably the most recent thing I've put on my phone. Um, one more. This one comes from at John Edwin 755. Is it bad if I want the Thunder to keep Gallo, even though we could get a lot for him? No, John, I don't think that's wrong at all because he's a good player and he's helping this team win games and he's fun to watch. And so I totally get that. And not to burst your bubble, but as I said earlier, I think they are going to trade Gallo. So not to be the Debbie Downer, I understand wanting to keep Gallo. Actually, co-host Kamiar was with me at the game tonight. And he said to me multiple times, man, I just want to keep Gallo because I love watching this guy play. And I feel that, right? Gallo is really good, but I just I think it's inevitable that the Thunder are going to move him. So uh, thank you for those Twitter questions, though. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I always love answering those Twitter questions live on the podcast. So keep them coming. Shout out to everyone who submitted questions tonight. Last thing for our podcast this evening is the moment of the night. Now, there are a lot of options to choose from tonight. A lot of fun moments. But my personal favorite, I am going with, I believe, second quarter. I can't recall now. I think second quarter where Darius Baisley catches the pass, cutting down the lane. And so if you've been watching this team, you know that Darius has struggled to finish at the rim this season. He's getting blocked. He's missing layups. 
right? And he's just trying to learn the, the, the NBA game and finishing amongst like those, those massive dudes inside. So Darius catches the pass going down the lane and Joel Embiid is at the rim. And I thought, oh no, oh no, Darius, don't do it. He's going to end you. It's Joel freaking Embiid. Darius goes up. Joel goes up to meet him. Darius double clutches, brings the ball down, back around, and dunks it. Now, Joel didn't jump very much. He didn't jump much at all tonight, honestly. I thought Joel Embiid played like a half-assed game for most of the night. But my boy, Darius Baisley, 19-year-old, pulled off a double clutch dunk in traffic on Joel Embiid. That's a hell of a play. That's got to be a moment of the night. Right, there are a lot to choose from, but damn it, Darius Baisley gets it with the double clutch dunk on Joel Embiid. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. All right, let's get you guys out of here. Thank you so much for checking out the Uncontested Podcast. I personally super appreciate you guys. I know all my other co-hosts appreciate you as well. You can find our podcast anywhere you download pods. And if you will go in and drop us a five-star rating on iTunes, God, that would mean the world to us. It helps move us up on those iTunes ranking charts for NBA podcasts. And the higher we get, just the better it is for business for us. It allows us to make a little bit more money. Um, it, It allows more people to see the podcast. And with that money that we're making on the podcast, we're reinvesting it, right? Like we gave away a Shea Gilgis Alexander jersey just a couple of weeks ago. And all that money that we had to pay for that jersey came from the podcast so that money like we're not even we make nothing off of this podcast we just reinvest it to you guys because we appreciate you so much and we want to see this thing grow so thank you so much please go drop a five-star itunes rating follow us on twitter at the underscore uncontested we're also on instagram at the same handle and you can find us on facebook just search the uncontested podcast you'll find us there as well so your social media site of choice we are there you guys have a great weekend. There's some big football games on this weekend. So hopefully your team wins. Hopefully nobody gets hit in the head with a helmet again. And we will be back with you guys Monday night. It's a late night game when the Thunder head out to La La Land. Until then, great weekend. You guys, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code balance10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.